MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour number two of VSIN Primetime alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We've got game four of the World Series tonight. The Philadelphia Phillies hosting the Houston Astros after last night's 7 nothing victory over the Astros. We got Maction starting momentarily. Games of importance for us. But uh, we will start with the World Series, which starts uh, game four in uh, a little over an hour, and uh, our pleasure to bring in Ryan Rothstein from uh, WIP up there in uh, Philadelphia. You can follow him on Twitter, at WiseRye. Uh, the home runs were flying last night, Ryan. Five in total. Bryce Harper gets it going. Uh, I know you were at the game last night from uh, from watching it. Uh, the, the atmosphere this entire postseason, especially in the NLCS, and now Game 3 yesterday was, was unbelievable, but when... Carper connects to right center last night. What was it like it at Citizens Bank? <laughs> it, it's corny and cliche, right? Especially for anyone outside of the Philadelphia area, because a lot of the narrative is all that Philadelphia crowd. And, you know, I, I've heard that before, uh, you know, being in this city for a long time. But, fellas, I'll tell you what, this playoff run, I, I don't know what has caused it, why. Um, but it's different. I mean, the atmosphere is truly different and it is a legitimate factor and whether it's rattling the Houston Astros, I don't know it, you know, it, it may be, but I don't really care about that. I'm, I'm talking about the impact 
that this atmosphere has had, not just last night, not just game five where Harper hits that bomb in the bottom of the eighth. Throughout the entire run, it has been a huge impact on the Phillies. Clear as day, you look at their numbers uh, from an offensive standpoint, and the proof is in the pudding. Last night, five home runs tying a World Series record in one game. Uh, Unbelievable. You know, the fascinating thing is Astros, one of the best lineups in baseball. They've hit 15 home runs in the postseason. They ran into the one team that can match them bomb for bomb in the Phillies who've hit 22. Ryan, to me, the difference has been this. The Astros came into this series not really striking out a lot. In those 15 home runs, they'd only struck out 66 times. On the flip side, even though the Phillies had hit 22 home runs, they've struck out 120 times in the postseason. Why are the Astros pitchers having such a hard time getting these strikeouts? Yeah, Sean, you bring up a good point. I mean, listen, yes, you look at the numbers and the Phillies are right there. Uh, toe to toe, uh, keeping up with the Astros from a statistical standpoint. But you look at who who the Phillies have been getting their production from. I mean, Hoskins, the entire city of Philadelphia has been screaming and yelling to trade that dude. He's a bomb <laughs> for the past year and a half. All of a sudden, uh, he leads the team with five home runs this postseason. JT Real Muto, we were screaming and yelling about him. He's no longer the best catcher in baseball. His bat isn't as good as advertised. He has two home runs. Dombrowski makes a trade in season for Noah Syndergaard, as well as Brandon Marsh. Marsh has two bombs throughout the postseason. So, uh, this has come out of nowhere. That's part one to this. Uh, and, and part two, all the Phillies players after the game uh, last night, fellas, said said a lot of nothing. They were basically getting asked by a variety, a variety of people, what did you see? Uh, did you guys have a, a, a tell that uh, you knew an off-speed was coming? But I, I just think they did their homework, uh, and he wasn't hitting his spots. McCullers wasn't hitting his spots. He's a guy that throws a lot of off-speed to begin with. The Phillies knew that, and his off-speed wasn't great, uh, and, and they took advantage of it. So I, that's all I can really point to as far as last night. But once again, 6-0 and at home. They average almost two home runs a game at home. The Phillies do throughout this postseason run. I, I don't know what the heck the cause has been, uh, but they have quite literally turned this switch on. Uh, and there's a reason why they're up 2-1. Of course, we knew Dominguez was, was top shelf. Um, the majority of the rest of that bullpen was... I mean, I'm not even going to say average, probably below average the majority of this yes. season. And defensively, I mean, I watched the Phillies sometimes in the regular season because I bet baseball and I really wanted to fly to Philly. And like, hey, guys, let's just do some fundamental, you know, get in front of the ball, <laughs> you know, secure the ball, throw the ball accurately, you know, around the infield. What has changed? They had a little stretch in the postseason. I think it was the NLCS where it got a little dicey at shortstop and second base with some – so maybe unforced errors, but for the most part, the defense has held up and the, the bullpen has been tremendous. Was it something managerial? Do you think it's just a, a more focus? What, what happened, you know, to kind of shore up those two major deficiencies from the regular season? Uh, I'll get to the bullpen in a second, but defensively, they still haven't been great. Uh, you know, Hoskins made two errors in game four in the NLCS. If mm -hmm. my memory serves me correctly, Segura made a costly error uh, in game three of the NLCS. They have been making mistakes. Castellanos has been unbelievable with his glove. He's been terrible with his bat, but 
luckily they haven't needed that from him. He's had three huge game saving uh, catches out there in, in the outfield. But as far as the bullpen, you're, you're right. I mean, this has been a group that has lacked depth and, and they still do. Uh, and they have been up and down. They were better this season compared to their numbers, the previous two seasons, but you have a guy in Alvarado that can throw a hundred miles an hour out of the pen. He's been hitting his spots. You have a guy in Sir Anthony Dominguez that can throw gas as well. He's been hitting his spots, uh, managerial Robbie T, uh, topper. He moves Zach Eflin to the bullpen. He's been solid for them, surprisingly out of the pen. And then you have guys like uh, Brogdon and Bilotti who have sort of come out of nowhere. You're, you're shaking every time they get the ball, but they have, they have delivered. Um, so it's guys stepping up that you haven't expected to step up. It's guys being healthy at the right time and sort of just peaking at the right time. And Rob Thompson, you have this manager who's taken over for Joe Girardi, who just seems to everything he touches turns to gold. Every move he makes, some of them you scratch your head uh, and it ends up being the right one. You know, if you look at tonight's uh, starter for the Astros, first time the Phillies are going to see him uh, in the postseason, Christian Javier, uh, 12 innings so far. He's only given up four hits. What problems is he going to present for this Phillies lineup or with the way they're hitting the ball? Or are they pitcher proof? <laughs> I never want to say they're pitcher proof, right? Like it, I've been talking up the Phillies here and, and they've been playing unbelievable baseball, but that's a pretty damn good baseball team on the other side. I mean, Houston is deep with their bats. They're deep with their starting pitching. Another great arm is throwing for them tonight uh, and they're deep in their bullpen. So this is a guy that throws fastballs. He throws, he throws them up in the zone. He also has a slider that he likes to go to. That's pretty deadly. He throws that low. Uh, so I think from the Phillies standpoint, they're going to want to try and be patient, but they're also going to want to try and pounce on his fastballs whenever they see a good one in the zone and they're going to get some. Um, but they have been attacking. Listen, Verlander, I know he has a history in the World Series. Verlander has a five nothing lead. You certainly do not think the Phillies are going to put six on the board and come from behind. Uh, what the Phillies did last night, no one could have predicted that either. So, not saying they're pitcher proof, but the way this offense has been going at home. It almost does feel like it It doesn't even matter. Now, we'll see tonight. The Astros can respond in a big way, and then the whole landscape and uh, dynamic of this series will shift once again. Uh, Ryan Rothstein from WIP down in Philly. Now, on the other side, uh, Aaron Nola in a surprise move uh, was the game one starter, a game the Phillies won. None of it because of Nola's effectiveness. He went four innings, gave up six hits, five earned runs, two walks. But Nola has been pretty good mentally uh, knowing him like you know how does he respond after not having a lot of success in game one is it all because of the ballpark you know Houston's a definitely a hitter friendly environment but so is Philly how do you think Nola pitches tonight yeah one thing that he's been doing a great job of this year is responding uh, he has been pretty much a model of consistency. And you can't say that for him throughout his career. I, September rolls around the past three, four seasons and uh, Philadelphia gets nervous. He's, he's been known to collapse this year. Uh, he didn't really do that. And if he came out with a shaky start or two consecutively, he bounced back. Now this is two straight starts from Aranola in the postseason where he's been terrible. Uh, he gave up five in Houston early, uh, large part. Thanks to Tucker there for the Astros. He gave up six against the Padres early in that start. So he, he needs to bounce back. I do think he will 
Uh, he will do that. He has been good at home in Philadelphia. That crowd certainly should support him as well. But uh, I, I think from the Phillies perspective here, let's say worst case, he's a little bit shaky. He gives up three or four earned all the Phillies varsity guys, their best arms out of the bullpen did not end up throwing last night. So you have guys that we mentioned earlier in this conversation, Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and the rest of that crew that didn't even need to get the ball last night. So you try and get five or six good innings from Nola, and then you have your top three or four arms out of the bullpen uh, ready to rock, hopefully able to to close this game out uh, or or keep it within striking distance for the Phillies offensively. Ryan, we got about a minute at Wise Rye on Twitter is where you can find Ryan. How are you betting tonight, and how are you betting this series? Yeah, so I'll start with the series. Uh, tonight, if the Phillies win this game tonight, uh, call me a homer. I, I I don't see this series going back to Houston. I think the Phillies close it out in five. So if you're a believer that the Phillies can pull it off tonight, I actually like the Phillies to win in five series. Correct score uh, priced at plus three forty at DraftKings. obviously will change depending upon where you're looking at that. So uh, I like the Phillies in five before the game goes live tonight. Uh, and I'm also sticking with the bombs, baby. The Phillies have been red hot with their bats. I like Schwab's uh bomb to go yard at uh, three to one at DraftKings, Uh, and I like a lower scoring game. It's at seven and a half. I think the Phillies will hit some out of the park, but I can see a I can see a four to two type of a game here uh, in a tense atmosphere. You could follow him on Twitter Great at stuff, Wise R Y E. His Ryan Rothstein from WIP in Philly. Best of luck to your Phillies tonight, Ryan. We appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate what you do. There he is. Ryan Rothstein from WIP. We got Maxion to update you on next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John King on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're a college football better, VSIN, that's V S I N, has a new podcast that is a must listen. The VSIN College Football Betting Podcast releases three episodes every week to fully prepare you as a better. VSIN analysts Tim Murray, Matt Newmans, Adam Burke, and Jonathan Von Tobel react to lines as soon as they are released, cover midweek games, discuss line movement, and give a betting breakdown for every major game on Saturdays. Download and subscribe to VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I don't know if uh, we'll be talking about Nevin Kremaskoli. Uh, that is the quarterback right now making his Northern Illinois debut. He is the <laughs> fourth quarterback we have seen for the Huskies this year, and he got the start. Central Michigan went right down the field and scored on their first drive, and now uh, Northern Illinois uh, is uh, is starting a yeah, true well, freshman at quarterback. Why they do my man Ethan Heaton, Hampton like that? I thought we were going to get to see Ethan Hampton. This is why I love Central Michigan. They got Jordan Lynch's brother. Remember Jordan yeah, Lynch? Now we got to deal, deal with an unknown, but either way, I still think uh, – Central Mission is going to be the right side tonight, but that's why they play the games. Yep, uh, as we uh, as we found out in the first hour of the program, and uh, that led to the switch of my selection because I initially had a money line parlay with the two favorites. What mm-hmm. could possibly go wrong? And then I found out that Rocky Lombardi had uh, was not starting, and uh, that's where I made my switch. But so far, Nevin, Nevin, yeah, this kid looks good. Kremaskoli. <laughs> This kid looks Gotta good, love man. action, baby. Oh, my goodness. We're learning about some new guy, new guys, new blood there. I'll tell you this. I wouldn't trade places with our producer, Britain, who took the under for some unknown yeah, things reason. Are, things are f- – <laughs> well, he got closing line value. It closed yeah. at 53 and a half. Man, listen, I'd just rather go and drink coffee and smoke cigars than bet unders in the mat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we got our little competition underway 
uh, here on uh, on Vsin primetime. Western Michigan and Bowling Green, that game underway as well. Sean is uh, on Bowling the Falcons. Yeah, minus, minus four and, and a half. half. I think the game closed at five and a half, so I got a full point of closing line value. We'll see if yeah, that close matters. Yeah, five. You, you keep giving yourself that hook. Well, there's a five and a half out there. There isn't. Yeah, there is. I can't read. <laughs> I love you, Sean. Uh-oh. Love you too, too. Oh, we drop it? All right. Uh, by the way, yeah, Central Michigan up 7 to nothing, And uh, a little action going on. We do have game three, four of the World Series. Uh, by the way, let's just, uh, from our chat with Ryan Rothstein, who is, uh, he, he tried to preface it not being a homer, but up two games to one, could I interest you in taking the Astros now on the series? Or do you think the what Phillies... What is that? What, what is, as it sits right now, what is... plus 130, plus 125 at BetMGM, I believe, last check. I, I can't make the bet tonight, and... Because it's going to be... If the yeah. Astros win, it's going to be minus... You know, right. Back to, and if they yeah. lose, then that means that they got to win three in a row. So, I'm probably going to just sit. I, t- I told you before the show, I told myself I'm done betting baseball for the year. Uh, <laughs> anybody that says they know how this Astros-Phillies series is going to play out, they're just guessing. Famous last words. We'll see. Sean, because here's what's Sean ironic. will come in tomorrow and he'll tell me he's got a, a Well, here's what's player. ironic. Remember, I told you I just was going to bet the over every game. Mm-hmm. The over's one and two. Yeah. Yeah. The, the games, as much as it looked like games two and three, were, were like these, there was seven runs in both games. And I think the total was seven and a half and eight in those two respectful, uh, respe- uh, games respectively. So... I'm gonna just lead. I'm gonna lead that that series alone. I might watch a little bit of it. I might not. You guys tell me who won the World Series. Ooh, overshot it. That Turnover on down. Fourth down too. There we go. Turnover on down. There we go. Those are the kind of plays you got to get going your favor. I'm excited about our contest. For those just tuning in, uh, Vison Prime Time is in a competition with Vison Live Bet tonight. Uh, myself, Tim Murray, Britton. We all have individual plays, but it's our show versus the show that follows us with uh, Femi, Wes Reynolds, and Aaron Oster. I never try and pronounce Femi's last name because a right, which I, I just I don't try and do it. He's known as Femi. Uh, it actually elevates him, you know. When they know you by one, one name, one name, yeah, it makes you you know <laughs> bigger. So I'm trying to big up my brother. So we have decided that because we have so much football, thank the football gods. That's G A W D S, by the way. Um, and we're going to pick one football bet every night. Uh, it can be a side. It could be a total. It could be a player prop. It could be a team total. It could be anything. It just mm-hmm. has to be football-related in one of the games playing that night. And we're going to see how co- many consecutive wins we can get. And we're going to roll it over. We all started with a hypothetical $100. I think I'm playing it personally with my own money as well. I know Tim is. I'm sure uh, Femi probably should be because he took an <laughs> underdog last uh, night and got a leg up on us. So the two shows went five and one. I'm not going to call out the person that didn't win out of the six of us, but this might be something that you guys want to follow. It's exciting. It gives you something to kind of root for every night. And uh, we could potentially, if we can get to five, six, seven, you know, 22 wins in a row, I mean, we could be 22 wins hey, in a row. I, I did the math. Like, I might be able to go and get a check that's as big as the person's going to win Survivor. Like, I knew this was my season, and I thought it was going to be because of Survivor, but it might be because of this contest. Well, yeah, let's... uh, let's... I so hope I get to, like, game 11 or 12 and got, like, a (laughs) six-figure amount in there, and I got to decide, am I really going (laughs) to risk it? (laughs) 
That's what you, well, you sl- the good thing about rollover parlays is you slowly Not take- parlays. It's rollover wager from yeah. night to night. You don't have to parlay it. Well, it's, that's what it is. It's a parlay. You're parlaying them all together. But you Roll parlay over. tonight. No, no, no. I know. I know what you're yeah. saying. Right. So you could slowly take out, you know, okay, at what point uh, you take hey, out. Hey, I'm going to live on the edge, baby. Go big, go home. Well, you get your money back. Yeah, but we got to give this thing about six figures. Yeah, let's I'm, do it. And you started with 100. So yeah. if you just pull the to- take so out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not taking it out before 20K. So I just. I'm not. When we get to that point, you're, that's miss, what I'm you're missing my point. I know what you're saying. I know what so you're saying. So if you were hypothetically at $10,000, you oh, wouldn't even take out no, $100. That's what I'm saying. I want to get to a point where I really have to consider taking something out. That's what I want to do. All right. Yeah, uh, this could be our survivor. Do the math. $100. Yeah. I. I, I yeah. Maybe mix in a couple I'm aware. favorites here. I mean, uh, underdogs here and there on the money line. I mean, we could be talking like significant, 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 you know, some here. So we're going to chat with uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, get his thoughts. I just want to be able to test Jeff Benson's we take any and every bet. That's all I want to be able to do at some point in this contest. All right. Good luck. Thank you. You need Bowling Green to start scoring some points for you before you before you count before you get to twenty. You got to get the two. So this is actually what I did. <laughs> I started another one in my Circa account, and I took uh, Central Michigan on the money line. So I actually have two bets going. I have Bowling Green minus the four and a half, which I got last night. Great closing lines value. I saw it at of five a and a half. Uh, Tim says it's only at five. Either way, hopefully they cover it, and the number doesn't matter. Hopefully they win by margin. And I also have Central Michigan plus 180 on the money line. So You were so proud of your closing line value on no key number. It, didn't even, it just went so from four and a half to five. You you're, still you're so haven't proud of learned it. after over a year of sitting next to me when so I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> All right. Um, you're I do like want... the only child. Like You're like the kind of like – I'm not an only child. Yeah, but you act like it. Like You're like – we all got a present for Christmas, and instead of just enjoying your gift, you got to tell me how your gift is better than my you gift. You just just go on your side of the Christmas look, tree and play with whatever you got. When you were at, I'm gonna sit over here on my side of the tree and play with my gift. This is what were, I want. When you were at Tulane and you pretended you were on the basketball team and you went around campus and said, "You know, I'm the quarterback and I'm on the basketball team," people just believed you. I on this show, you know, they actually have made could it come a, to the basketball. Have game. made it a vow. I've got. You know what? I'll get. I'll get. I, and, you want me to get multiple guys from my football team just, and I, basketball team to call in and tell I you? I don't need a football team. Or I know basket, you played basketball football. team. I know you played football. I text Perry Clark the other day. I don't know if I got the right number. Okay. If he don't hit me back, I'll see if I can get the right number. I just, I just want some stats to to prove that you were on the roster, and then I'll leave, leave you alone. Really, I don't care if you leave me alone. Or not. I just, it's just, but it's your headache, not you, mine. You just. You deserve to be called out on on the crazy stuff that you say on this show. Such a hater. Um, by the way, I do want to uh, point something out, something to keep an eye on. Um, Oklahoma State is in the stretch of, I think it's five straight games. So Oklahoma State showed up, uh, what were they, 18th in the most recent, in the playoff uh, rankings last night. They're coming off of just an ugly loss to K-State last weekend. Um didn't do anything offensively, turned the ball over a whole bunch. There are rumors, and now there were rumors a couple weeks ago that Spencer Sanders wasn't going to play, and he showed up and played against TCU, and then he played against Texas, and they won that game outright. But he's banged up, and there are some rumors out there that he could not, 
he might not be playing. We've seen movement here for Kansas. I don't know if that's because Jalen Daniels is reportedly practicing for Kansas. But what I want to say about this, I'm probably going to write up Kansas for, for the website. I've faded Kansas. You know that. I've mm-hmm. faded Kansas a lot this year. I think this is the spot for Kansas to get their sixth win, to get the bowl eligibility for the first time in 14 years. They're at home. They're off a bye. Jalen Daniels reportedly will be back. Oklahoma State, by the way, is like bottom 100 in pass defense, Mm -hmm. which is what Kansas wants to do. And if Spencer Sanders isn't playing and it's Gunner, uh, uh, the the head coach's son at quarterback, Gunner Gundy, even the Jayhawks. You better be careful talking about Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. JBT up next. I'm a man. Prime time with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSEN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSEN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, Pro Tools, like our exclusive betting splits, Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Game three, or excuse me, game four. I don't know why I say keep saying game three. Game four of the World Series. I mean, if you know who's going to win game three, let us know. I, I, we, I know. Makes, I, we could prosper as well. It's game three. Uh, if it was game three tonight, I'd say it's going to be seven nothing Phillies. <laughs> but it is unfortunately game four tonight. And the can, Phillies... we do the four, can we do the four uh, the four leg uh, home run parlay? <laughs> yeah, that, we do that one too. I've got Schwarber, uh, Harper, Marsh, and Hoskins. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make it happen. All right. Let's uh, let's talk a little NBA uh, with our senior NBA analyst and host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Also read all of his write-ups on vcin.com. It is Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow JVT on Twitter, at me, JVT. A lot to get to. I want to get your thoughts also on the upcoming NFL and college football slate. But uh, games tonight, we'll start with a, a write-up that you had on vcin.com. Earlier today, you've got Memphis visiting Portland uh, here at Circa. It is uh, Memphis minus four and a half. Some fives out there as well with a total of 226. So, JVT, late night action for those uh, on the East Coast. Portland hosting Memphis. Uh, what do you see in this one? Yeah, I, I just don't know if the, the market is uh, really realizing, guys, that Memphis stinks on defense. And, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, it's not just a flip on the radar. Think about what they lost from last year. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not with them. He's recovering from a procedure on his foot. Uh, he got 11 first-place votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Kyle Anderson, one of their better wing defenders, is in Minnesota. D'Anthony Melton, a good backcourt defender, is out there in Philadelphia. And I think that this decline defensively is real. Now, to this degree, I think you could argue maybe they're not going to be 29th in the NBA, which they are right now. Uh, but they're pretty bad at this point, and I don't think the market really realizes that. So I took four and a half with uh, Portland. Yes, Damian Lillard is not going to play tonight. We still have Anthony Simons and some other pieces that I think We'll be able to score against Memphis. And uh, one of the things that's kind of popped up for Memphis, uh, Memphis, they've given up a lot of offensive rebounds. And Portland's at least top half. I think they're 12th right now in offensive rebounding rates. I'm just playing against Memphis. You know, I bet them under the win total. I kind of came in with the mindset of playing against them somewhat consistently. I actually haven't done that enough. So I'm going to take my shot here tonight, take four and a half in Portland. Once again, you can read uh, Jonathan Von Tobel 
at vsin.com, his uh, daily betting market report with with picks. And uh, one of his picks, as we just discussed, uh, Blazers plus the points tonight. You can find it at five if you uh, look around. Another one where you played the under, and that's actually moved with you as well, would be Clippers and Rockets uh, on vsin.com. It was 224. You could still see a 223.5, I believe, at DraftKings. Uh, so Houston and uh, the Clippers, excuse me, I said Houston and the Rockets. It'd be hard to play each other. Uh, Clippers and Rockets tonight, JVT. Uh, why play the under in this one? So, first off, the Clippers stink uh, on offense. It's been really bad. Uh, they're second worst in the NBA. Just a couple, I think it's like 0.3 points better than the Los Angeles Lakers at this point right now. Uh, they've just been really bad. They've been really inconsistent. And even when Paul George has a good night, you know, the other night against Houston, for example, uh, he scored over 30 points on efficient shooting. They still only scored 95 points. So, like, this is a team that is really, really struggling on that end of the floor. They're also a slow-paced team. They're only averaging about 97 possessions per game. They were able to dictate that pace when they played Houston just a couple of nights ago. I think it was on Halloween. There was only 97 possessions in that game. And Houston on offense has been really bad in their own right. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. just haven't been in sync. And I don't think they're going to get in sync against a good defensive team here today. So Clippers, I think they are now 6-1 and one to the under through the first seven games. I thought 224 was just pretty high, especially when you consider when they played the other night, that total closed 224 and a half. And it was an extremely slow-paced game that went well under the total. So didn't think there was enough of an adjustment, so played under 224. So we came into the season, JVT, under the assumption that the Spurs and the Jazz would be in full-on tank mode. Uh, so far, they actually look pretty good, especially in the win-loss column. Is this causing excitement in Salt Lake and San Antonio? Or they kind of getting a little worried that they're going to get out of the hunt, at least the most likely part of the hunt to have the number one pick in next year's draft you know sean i would say that like the the jazz are they're not gonna be good don't get me wrong like there's gonna be some regression coming but at the same time like when you look at what has transpired for them like you're gonna be a little bit better than we thought now there are a lot of signs shot quality numbers would tell you that the jazz are a little worse defensively than they've been uh putting forward uh, opponents are shooting only 33 percent on wide open threes against them that's something that will regress you know, if you give a wide open threes, NBA players and I can shoot 33% on them. So that's going to get a little worse for them too. So they're going to come down the standings. I think they're still going to be a pretty mediocre team, but I think they're going to be better than what we initially thought. So if they're going to tank, they're probably going to start to pull guys. And as for San Antonio, they're kind of the same thing, except with their offense. Like they've been shooting the lights out. It's been ridiculous. The amount of shots that have been going in, but if you look at their shot quality data, they should be much worse offensively. They're already one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. I think out of both of them, I, if you're a Spurs fan, I would feel very confident that you're going to be at the bottom of the standings. And if you're a Jazz fan, you'll probably be down there too. It'll probably just take some lineup configuration to really guarantee that you're going to stay. We're talking once again to Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT on Twitter, uh, our senior NBA analyst. Uh, bizarre scheduling quirk for Milwaukee and Detroit where they played on Monday night Halloween and the Bucks win, don't cover, 110-108. And they're playing again tonight in Milwaukee. So this isn't a situation where it was a home-and-home, which we see you know, every so often. So kind of bizarre that they're playing back-to-back games with a day off in between in Milwaukee. Uh, the game was landed two. Uh, Milwaukee shot very poorly uh, in that game, just 27% from three against Detroit. I know this isn't a play that you wrote up. The market is, is backing Milwaukee. It's up to 11-and-a-half, but... How, how would you go about handicapping this game considering we just saw these two teams play, uh, you know, two nights ago? Yeah, I'd say it's really interesting, Tim, because we're seeing these more on the NBA schedule this year. I want to say it was Toronto and Philly that did this. 
uh, like about a week ago or so. Uh, we're only two weeks in, so it's got to be about a week. Uh, but regardless, like this is going to be pretty interesting to see like these exact rematches, essentially these series, right, that are going to be playing against each other uh, on essentially consecutive days, except with a day in between. Um, so I'd say this, like Milwaukee was really good in that game. They didn't cover, uh, obviously, and they were closed as 13-point favorites. So if you thought that 13 was the accurate number, then there's value in laying 11 and a half and coming back here because you don't want to adjust a point and a half. Like Milwaukee did not get a point and a half worse since right. they played. There's obvious, right there. So there's obviously the thought that maybe that number was too high. But I'll say if you think that that number was accurate, it would behoove you to come in and play this because maybe that adjustment is a little too much. But I'm curious. And I'll say this. One thing to watch out for, guys, Giannis has scored over 30 points in every single one of his games but one. He's been absolutely incredible. He's the guy who I think should be favored to win MVP. His point total prop is up to 32, shaded to the Ooh. over. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, maybe start to look to play underneath that just because it is getting insane how high those things are getting. Uh, JVT, I know we're still early, really early in the season, but right now what's the biggest surprise and the biggest disappointment overall for you? So, Sean, I'm going to stick with the Bucs as the biggest surprise, but it's not like, you know, we expected them to be champions. But the way that they've been winning games, guys, like that, so that Detroit game we just talked about, that was their first non-cover of the season. Going into that game, they were perfect straight up and against the spread. They covered games by an average of about five and a half points. This is the Bucs, right? They're not laying just two. So they're laying some big numbers, and they're covering these things with relative ease. And Giannis has been incredible. But the reason why I'm so surprised is because they're missing their top three small forwards. Like, they're really banged up, and they're continuing to win these games. I've been really surprised by that. And, you know, as far as disappointments are concerned, I would actually go to Golden State. Like, they go last night, they go to Miami, they lose that road trip. They haven't won a road game yet. Uh, remember, this road trip, too, they lost in Charlotte. They lost in Detroit on the second leg of a back-to-back. Now they lose this game where they got outscored 30-15 to in the fourth quarter against Miami. They're mid-20s in both offense and defense. I, I don't want to, like, blow the whistle in terms of alarm. Their bench numbers are really bad without Steph Curry out there. It does think that Dante DiVincenzo hasn't been available. But I, I think the Warriors are pretty disappointing at this point, sub-500 both straight up and against the spread. You know, it doesn't surprise me, JV2, JVT, because, I mean, Duke's just a, a farm that produces nothing but ballers. Ah. But uh, Paulo Bonchero, I know the Magic aren't very good, but he's averaging 22, I think, 7 and 4. Does that sound right uh, so far? How, how impressed have you been with the Magic rookie? Uh, I've been really impressed, dude. Like, it's, it's, it's one thing to be good when you come in, right? But to look so comfortable, Sean, like, I'm, I'm really amazed by just how comfortable his game has looked. And, you know, like, he's not shooting the ball particularly well from distance. We'll see if that comes along. But, you know, when you come to evaluation of rookies, if your three-point shot is the worst thing about your game, you're in a really good spot as an NBA rookie because those things can be developed, right? Go back to Blake Griffith. He, had, he couldn't hit a three-point shot at the beginning of his career to save his life. He became an adequate three-point shooter. So that's something that if that's the worst part of your game, you have a really bright future, and that's what Ben Caro is, man. And you know what's funny is I, see this, I say this all the time, but when I watch guys in college and they get to the NBA, they just look so much bigger for some reason, and it's the same thing with Ben Caro. Like, I know he was 6'9". He looks massive out there, and it's so it fits so well with what the Magic have to do. Like I'm really impressed with him, dude. And by the way, he's minus 300 to win Rookie of the Year. I think that's strong, <laughs> but he's been really impressive. Yeah, I'm just mad over the summer when it was plus 300 that I didn't uh, take a bite. I of the still apple. can't get over the draft day debacle, and we could have gotten all that <laughs> windfall of cash. JVT, always a pleasure, man. We'll Great talk stuff, to you man. soon. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Thank you. There he is, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. Follow him on Twitter, at MeJVT. And check out the podcast, Hardwood Handicappers. It's VSIN Primetime.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, 
boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM. For terms and conditions, must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside the one and only Tulane Green Wave great, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Their party. I saw an article today from Chris Vanini on mm-hmm. The Athletic. Party like it's 1998. I got to figure out. I like We're that. brainstorming ideas to kind of like get a, a 98 vibe on the show uh, because Tulane, Sean's alma mater, where he was 10th in the Heisman Trophy, 12-0 and 0 in, yeah, two, just in 1998. Mushes. Just don't mush I'm not mushing. All I'm saying is don't. How am I mushing? I didn't say you are. I'm saying don't. Just stating the facts that you guys are ranked, and I'm, I'm excited for your alma mater and Doug Ellen's alma mater. That's right. That's uh, right scoreless, by the way, between Bowling Green and – uh, Bowling Green taking on Western Michigan right now. That one early second quarter. 3-0. Oh, Bowling they kick Green a field goal? Field goal okay. Yeah. Uh, and 14 nothing Central Michigan leading Northern Illinois. No Rocky Lombardi. More college football talk coming up next hour. We will chat with Stanford Steve, Steve Coughlin from ESPN, and Bud Elliott from CBS Sports. So we will chat with them in the next hour. But let's hit on a little NFL as we do on every Wednesday. We run through the board briskly. We take a look at every single game and uh, try to give you a quick hitter on those games. So, Sean, we'll start with tomorrow night, Mm -hmm. Philadelphia and Houston. And you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Jordan Davis placed on IR today. Uh, Houston dealing with a handful of injuries as well. We'll see if Brandon Cooks plays. 13-and-a-half is the number, 45-and-a-half the spread. Yeah, this this is all Philly. Houston's cooked. Philly's coming off a bye. They got a point to prove. They just added Robert Quinn. Like, they want to look even more dominant than they did prior to the uh, the week of rest. So, I, I like Philly, you know, win this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game's 24-3 at half, something like that. Six teams on a bye this week. Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and the 49ers. We head to Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern in Foxborough, New England. Hosting the Indianapolis Colts. We mentioned earlier in the show, Jonathan Taylor did not practice today. Colts dealing with a ton of injuries. Five and a half, the point spread in most spots. A total of 39 and a half in favor of the New England Patriots. Yeah, no Jonathan Taylor, no Naheem Hines. I mean, they just don't want my guy Sam Ellinger to prosper. I mean, they're taking all of his pieces away. Now, Taylor, I'll say this. We don't know if he's ruled out yet, just didn't practice. But he's not healthy. Because in these scenarios previously, when he's played, he hadn't made it through the game. So Mm -hmm. there's obviously... I think it's an ankle or something that's significantly bothering him. Uh, when you trade a player like Hines at this point in the season, Shaquille uh, Leonard has been battling injuries. I just, I think Indy's going to be in a complete rebuild. So they've punted on the season, which is what you normally do on fourth down. They've done it uh, during the middle of the season. So I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. I don't love Mac Jones in that offense right now. I think he's trying to figure out how to fit in to being an aggressive young player and not turning the ball over. Uh but I, I think New England run game a little bit too much. Sorry. Not very brisk. I was long. Yeah, I'm sorry. Chicago, Miami. Miami. You don't even have to go into it. 
Season's over for Chicago. Laying chalk here. Yeah, I would say this about Chicago. Now no Roquan Smith, no Robert Quinn. The overs. Look at the overs in the Bears game. So I like the Dolphins to cover, but I also like the over. Because Justin Fields starting to run around and make some plays. They had to chase Claypool. Too. It's almost like I brought that up to you the past two days. Minnesota at Washington. The return of Kirk Cousins. Uh, another in, uh, federal investigation on the commanders. So things going really well there uh, with their owner. Maybe they'll sell the team. Please sell the team. Please sell the team. 43 and a half. Three and a half, the points. Well, listen, the Commanders fan base wants to show the new potential ownerships that uh, they are actually a really good fan base. They just don't like Daniel Snyder. So I think this will be a raucous crowd as Kirk Cousins returns to Washington. I'm going with Taylor Heineke. He's going to have a turnover field game. I don't think it's this Sunday. I like the Commanders to cover the three and a half. Oh, my goodness. The Green Bay Packers, Sean, are a road favorite against the Detroit Lions who are trading Pieces away in division. TJ Hawkinson traded this week. He is now a member of the Minnesota Vikings. The Green Bay Packers are a road three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 49-and-a-half against the Lions. For me, this one is always a, uh, this is all about DeAndre Swift. If DeAndre Swift plays, I like the Lions to cover the three-and-a-half. If not— He did not practice today, He did way. not. I, if, uh, if not, and I'll probably go with the Packers and this one, but it'll, it, uh, it's just, uh, that's how I feel about Green Bay right now. <laughs> the chargers are visiting the atlanta falcons cordero patterson has a chance to play he was taken off ir today seen at practice for the falcons as they are a home three-point underdog to the los angeles chargers with a total of 49 i like the falcons outright in this i think they're confident arthur smith believes they believe Marcus Mariota's still staying healthy. They got young weapons drake london's having a good year kyle pitts I, i like the falcons in this game the Carolina Panthers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals coming off a butt whipping at the hands of the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. They are laying a touchdown and a hook. You could find the touchdown if you do like the Cincinnati Bengals. Carolina and Cincinnati, total of 42 and a half. Well, I just don't think since he's the same team without Jamar Chase. I mean, that's not saying a mouthful, but it's saying a whole lot. So I'm actually going to take the Panthers to cover this number. P.J. Walker, I see you, young fella. I see you. Las Vegas Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Las Vegas Raiders, who just got shut out by the New Orleans Saints, Sean King, are a road favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're laying a point and a half at BetMGM with a total of 48. Listen, I will have so much money bet on the Raiders minus one and a half that if they don't cover, I will have to stop buying Pedialyte and go back to Gatorade. Uh, I'm just telling you, this is my play of the week. I like the Raiders here. Wow. Pedialyte expensive. I don't drink yeah. Pedialyte. I'm not a child. Uh, Seattle at Arizona. Arizona laying two with a total of 49 and a half. They're back at home, Sean. More disrespect for the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I don't know if it's disrespect, uh, but it's borderline disrespect. But I like the over in this game. I mean, Geno Smith has been unstoppable. But, I mean, at the same time, Kyler Murray's got DeAndre Hopkins now. I mean, obviously, based on you saw his production since he's been back. They haven't missed a beat. So I do think the Cardinals find a way to get in the, the, the mid-20s. I think the Seahawks win the game, but I'm going to go with the over. That way I don't care if anybody covers the number or not. All right. We have another late afternoon game. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Los Angeles Rams, Sean. A total of 42.5. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at some spots, including BetMGM, Sean, a three-point favorite. Two very disappointing teams this season. The Disappointment Bowl. Who takes it? Who would ever thought with Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady playing quarterback, you see a total 42 and a half. I mean, they're telling you that both of these offenses right now 
Don't go on reputation, go on what they actually are this season. Aren't very good, Tim. So I'm going to go with the under in this game. I mean, Warren Sapp justifiably called out this year's captain, Devin White, for his lack of effort. So I think we're going to see a spirited effort, you know, by that Tampa Bay front seven. I'm going with this to be a low-scoring game. I would 20, 17. I don't know which team's going to have 20, which going to have a 17. So I'm going to just play the under. Devin White was asked uh, post-practice today to uh, chat with the reporters. He said, quote, I'm good. And did not talk to Well, it's a media. good lesson for the young player. Very talented, has been extremely productive up to this point. But, hey, man, when you got those guys up there that have set the standard, that are on that stadium, you know, Sap, 99, Brooks, 55. I mean, those guys going to hold you accountable. King, Don't take 10. it personal. Just do better. When's King 10 getting put up there? Uh, maybe in New Orleans. Definitely not probably in Tampa. <laughs> Sunday night football, Sean. It's in Kansas City. Uh, do we see the debut? I believe we will. Kadarius Tony. In his new threads there with the Kansas City Chiefs laying 12 and a half against those Tennessee Titans. Uh, looking at it, no update yet if it will be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. Does it matter yes, in it Kansas does. City? If it matters, if, if Tannehill plays, I like the Titans plus 12 and a half. If it's Malik Willis, I like under 46 and a half. All right. Monday night football, Sean, in the Big Easy, New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints coming off that. Shutout victory over the Las Vegas Raiders last weekend. A total in this one of 48 on Monday Night Football. The Saints catching two and a half hey, at more, home. More Roquan Smith means more defense for the Ravens. I don't love that the Ravens have some injuries. I think Bateman is out. I think Andrew and Andrews is out. I mean, I probably would have to wait to this game, but initially when I look at it, even as bad as the Saints have been on defense, I don't see this being a high-scoring game. I'm going to go under 48. And I skipped a game. I skipped Buffalo at the Jets. How, well, justifiably so. How dare I miss that By game. the way, all you Jets fans that were in my mentions, I told G you guys Kyle G Wilson was G terrible. G I tried to G tell you. You wouldn't G listen. Yeah, uh-huh. Holla at me now. By the way, uh, Jimmy Fallon used to do, uh, I don't know if he still does it, he yeah. does thank you notes. Oh, thank you, Zach Wilson, because I bet the Patriots and you – Sir, we're the reason. And I, uh, for a side, I like Buffalo in this game. I think they learned a valuable lesson last week. We're really up 24-7. Kind of let their foot off the gas against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. I think they cover this number easily. Tennessee taking on Georgia. Alabama and LSU in Death Valley could not be a more loaded SEC slate this weekend. And we'll talk to Stanford Steve. Top of the hour. Stick around for that right here on VEASAN. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.